This is Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. It's Highly Enthused, everyone. It is, and we are highly enthused. Highly. Highly. How are you? I'm good. How's your life going? Mine is um, not the most exciting it's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a bit like that. I just... At the really pregnant stage, which isn't even the end. No, you've got some time to go. Yeah, it's just getting a lot more... I'm just getting a lot slower. (laughs) Rolling in bed has become, like, something I have to really focus on. (laughs) Like a lot of core strength, or is it more about positioning your arms? Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm going to roll over. So I have to, like, clench everything and be like... "Mm." Like, my knees have to, like, clench together, and then I'm like... Okay. This is why they say prenatal Pilates is really important, I guess. Just for basic movement continuing to be possible. Yeah, your pelvic stability is something that is important. But <laughs> <sighs> well, look, that's really still more exciting than mine because like, all I did on Sunday was lie in bed and watch TV on my phone while it rained outside. And then I did life admin, which included cleaning my fridge. But I didn't even like do like a big, deep satisfying clean where you like take everything out and throw it all out i just like half-heartedly cleaned my fridge just chuck out the out-of-date stuff yeah i just it. like emptied the crisper and threw out all of the like dry wilted herbs that had gathered at the bottom and the like one moldy thing and then it was like wiped it down and was like eh, it's fine it'll <laughs> get me through enough. another two weeks <laughs> oh that's optimistic it's a lot longer than that between <laughs> fridge cleans <laughs> it's just me i'm not impressing anyone I'm alone. Being alone means you can have the most disgusting fridge in the world and there is no one there to touch you. Cleaning the fridge just fucking sucks. It sucks. It sucks so bad. <laughs> like, it's like the bottom of what I want to clean. More exciting, what have we been eating? Okay, I actually do have a really fun recommendation this week. So, this Sunday, I had actually organized to have this amazing meal delivered. The project is called the Mega Fauna Food Project and it's run by this chef called uh, Ginny Lim who is a freelance chef and she was based in, she's Australian but she was based in New York for quite a few years I think and she just kind of got trapped here when COVID happened. Luckily I think has family here Um, but so while she's been here she's been keeping busy with a bunch of projects. One of them is she mails dried sourdough starter around the country. I mean that was like worth its weight in gold in the early days. Yeah and like which is really cool. I was reading about it in this article about her in um, Gourmet Traveler actually. Um, But the other project she's working on or has been working on is this weekly food service and meal service that I got this week and so every week since mid-June she's been cooking these like full menus inspired by a different cuisine she posts the menu on Instagram and then you just order via DM and you can either pick it up in Forest Lodge or she delivers like I think literally she delivered it to me (laughs) by hand Mm -hmm. like in a Sydney suburbs I'd been eyeing it off on Instagram for months like I'd seen people posting about it she has the most amazing menus so one was a Mexican one with like Oaxacan tamales salsa matcha almond mole sourdough flatbread pozole rojo and then like she always does a dessert and then there was this Georgian menu which is fascinating to me um it's like one of those cuisines that's like totally foreign like it's not something that I'm familiar Mm. with at all and that one had like these incredible stuffed cheese breads and beetroots and dolma and it's just like all incredible it's like 42 dollars a serve 
little bit extra for delivery, um, but she actually donates $10 from each meal purchased to a charity, which does a different one every week. That's great. That's like a quarter of what it costs. That's a lot. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like she, 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 there's a really great article about her in Gourmet Traveler, and she talked about how when she first was sort of starting to plan to do this, it was like during the peak of the sort of um, that Black Lives Matter movement that was, you know, obviously has been going on for a long time, but the peak of the protests, and she just decided that she didn't want to do anything that wasn't contributing towards sort of social justice issues, which is awesome and like so generous as well. When you know you're a chef in a very uh, tumultuous time trying to make some money. So this week it was a vegetarian Lebanese feast. They're not always vegetarian, but this week's was. And the donations were going to a charity that's working to rebuild Beirut after the horrific explosion that mm. happened there that has somehow dropped off the fucking news. You never yeah. hear about it anymore. So that had like charred broad beans with sumac berries and lemon and this amazing za'atar flatbread homemade labna, these pumpkin and morugal green kibbe, spring tabbouleh, and this sort of tahini and grain chickpea dish that was like the most delicious chickpea-related thing I've ever eaten. And you know, guys, <laughs> oh my God, you're that I love a chickpea. In fact, I didn't even realise till just then that I talked about chickpeas a lot You are week. a chickpea. I am a chickpea. My little chickpea. <laughs> You can call me that. <laughs> anyway, it was incredible. And then the dessert was this amazing baklava with mm, like sumac I and love cinnamon. Baklava. And it's just all got this really lovely, like elevated home cooking feel feel. Like the kind of dinner you go you get at like your most over-the-top friend's house like when they've done like two dishes more than they need to do and it's like way too much food but you're really glad that they cooked them because they were all delicious so it's mega fauna food best name ever such a good name um if you follow her on instagram she posts usually around wednesday or thursday what the menu will be for the week she buys everything locally cool it's just awesome i really really recommend great present too i know really good to send if someone's just had a baby Oh, I could send it to them. <laughs> like maybe I'll do that for you when you have a baby. <laughs> the megaphone has arrived. I mean, I feel of all couples, you guys should be fine because you are married to a chef. But he might be tired too, so maybe I can send you guys some food. I have hinted very strongly that that will be his task. <laughs> He's feeding me. I feel that's fair. <laughs> okay, so what have you been eating this week? Well, I was at the hairdresser for like four freaking hours on the weekend and was so hungry afterwards that I was like scrambling around for a way to eat on Oxford Street and... A challenge. Yeah. And I remembered that there's this really cute Japanese cafe there mm. called Sandwichi. Oh, I have seen that but never eaten there. It's such a fun word. It is a fun word. It serves sandwiches, rice bowls, juice and coffee by single O and cake. Key. All the food groups covered. And it's tiny, like it's on the corner of Crown and Oxford, that like mm -hmm. very pretty seedy end of Oxford where there's nothing good. Yes, um, the empty, <laughs> desolate patch. No, my laser hair clinic, uh, removal clinic is well, yeah. just opposite it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it's tiny. There's probably only room for like 10 people sitting in. It's really like a mostly takeaway place. There was the longest line. And honestly, I think I was the only non-Japanese person there, mm. which is a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> I went for that katsu sandwich. You can't go wrong. Yeah, pork katsu, delicious, crumbed, juicy pork loin. But it was a bit different. Like, it was, it had the white bread, which, you yep. know, Tokyo katsu sandwiches have. But it had a lot more salad in it. Interesting. Which was quite good. What kind of salad? Well, it had, like, a bit of sliced cucumber, a little bit of pickled carrot. Oh, nice. The pickled yeah, the carrot pickle's would be good. nice. Yeah. And it had cheese. Interesting. Which is definitely not the done thing. No. <laughs> With katsu sandwiches. What kind of cheese? Well... 
it was kind of like a square of processed American cheese, mm-hmm. like cheddar, which I love. <laughs> I love processed cheese. Like I love singles <laughs> and like baby bell. Yeah, so it had cheese, which is, just changes the whole concept of what a katsu sandwich is, which is normally just the pork loin, the sauce, like the bulldog sauce, yeah. and shredded cabbage. It is a thing of simplicity. Beautiful and simple. Yeah, three perfect ingredients. But they're just putting a little bit more in there, and I yeah. liked it. Great. They also have, in the sandwich, a, like a square of nori, <gasps> which is interesting. That's... That actually sounds inspired. I love nori. Yeah, it really gives a whole other element to it, like this just CBD texture and just extra savory in it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was really good. They also do, and I didn't get this, but it's extremely Instagrammable. You've probably seen it. It's like a cube. It's a sandwich, but it's like a dessert sandwich, which is a cube of white bread, just fluffy whipped cream and strawberries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of that appeals to me. Yeah, I don't know how it would, like, when you bite into it, it'd just be like, blah. Kind of like when an ice cream sandwich, when the the, um, biscuits are too rigid, and then when you bite, they just squish all the ice cream out the side. Yes, that's so annoying. And you're like, this is fun. Like, you need structure, but it needs to crumble. Otherwise, you're just getting ice cream all over your hands. I just feel it would be the same thing. Some structural issues. Yeah, it's, uh, I didn't get it. I I got the katsu. (laughs) But it's really cute and delicious. I really recommend if you're, like, wandering around doing an Oxford Street fucker. Which we <laughs> classic we love to do. Um, stop there. Go to Priceline afterwards. Yeah. Have a get your underarms lasered. Get a katsu. <laughs> go to Priceline. What a weekend. Hairdresser for four hours. I mean, yeah. great time. Yeah. Very good. That sandwichy. Uh, read, watch, listen. What's up? All right. I know this is a shock for me, but I'm doing another television show. That's great because all I all I've watched is the same thing for like three months now and I have nothing to contribute. All right. So the show I am recommending, it derailed me from my Sopranos watch. I'm back on the Sopranos now because I just binged this, but it was The Leftovers, which is also on my new favorite streaming service, Binge, which has all the HBO shows. So this show is batshit insane. I actually started watching season one like quite a few years ago and then it felt a little bit too close to home while Al was sick, so I stopped watching it. And then I picked it back up just recently and picked it up from season two which is when I kind of left off um so it's only three seasons by the same people who made lost I'm quantifying it's only three seasons because lost was like six seasons of like 50 episodes and that's a big commitment but this is only the three and the seasons are eight to ten episodes each so like way less of a time commitment but it also basically each season as you go along the reviews just get like more and more like raves so season one they're like yes pretty good season two they're like this is really great and kind of nuts and season three everyone's like it's a goddamn masterpiece why is no one watching this i've never heard of it it's so emily nussbaum who's the critic for the new yorker loves it and that's how i kind of found out about it so i've talked about how great it is without even telling you what it's about the show opens like the few days or a week before the three-year anniversary of the departure which is this global event that happened where 2% of the world's population just vanished. No explanation. No one knows why. No one has come back. Just wherever they were, vanished. So we're talking people are driving cars and then they vanish. So lots of car accidents happen. Planes fall out of skies. Babies vanish from the back seats of cars. But what's amazing is 
it kind of follows this one family and particularly this character called Kevin Garvey who's played by this like incredibly cut and built and weirdly sweaty Justin Theroux, a very handsome man, <laughs> like so handsome, but so sad. And it follows them over the course of about four years as they just grapple with what happens. And what mostly happens is the world kind of goes completely mad because obviously a lot of people think it's the rapture because that's exactly what the Bible says will happen in the rapture is no, no warning, people are just going to disappear. But everyone's just kind of gone completely mad with grief. So there's like weird cults and all these fake or not fake, depending on your perspective, prophets and religious nuttiness and all this weird magical thinking mixed in with this kind of intense nihilism. Like It's just the mm. best thing I've ever seen about grief mm. people seem to die and come back to life season three is actually set almost entirely in australia oh, that's randomly cool. and it is so devastating and it's surreal but it's just the intense weirdness of it just really captures this like very particular stage of grieving where you just genuinely feel like you're going crazy like you just feel like everything's wrong no one else seems to think it's wrong Nothing makes sense anymore. Like everyone, everything's like normal, but not normal. It's just, it just perfectly captures. Like if someone told me they'd written a thesis about The Leftovers, I would read it. Like I want to listen to podcasts about it. I want to, it's just like gets better the more you read about the symbolism. I'm just like ranting this week, guys, but it's, it's fantastic. And I highly, highly recommend a binge of that one. Anyway, that sounds awesome. It's so good. Once you finish your Mad Men rewatch, it's time. Well, yeah, that was like an extremely enthusiastic oh my God, guys. Um, recommendation. It's maybe not for everyone, but if it's for you, it's the best thing. <laughs> if it's for you, it's for you. <laughs> okay, now that I've just ranted at you for a solid five minutes, what have you read, watched, or listened this week? So this is like a very ongoing hobby of mine to read this great column on the cut called Ask Polly mm -hmm. by a writer called Heather Havrileski. Good. I've been meaning to bring this up for ages and I just rediscovered it on an old list of stuff I'd been meaning to talk about in the podcast. It's basically like an agony aunt column, mm -hmm. but in that style that the writer Cheryl Strayed really spearheaded with a column that she had called Dear Sugar yeah. on a website called The Rumpus, which is just like real talk. Very emotional. Stop vulnerable. fucking around. <laughs> this is what you should do. Yeah. Yeah, really like relatable and heartbreaking and amazing agony art writing mm. is that what it's called agony art yeah i mean I that's, that's the genre right yeah <laughs> um anyway so cheryl Strait has gone on to write incredible books there's a beautiful book which i give to everyone suffering a bad breakup or um major life issue called tiny beautiful things which is a series of her like most famous letters and essays so Heather kind of picks up where Cheryl has left off with Ask Polly. Um, it's a fortnightly column on the cut and like the archives are so long now. I think it's been going for uh, like quite a few definitely years. over three years. Yeah. The archives are so rich that you can just type in like any problem that you're having. <laughs> <laughs> just Google like Ask Polly. And your problem. Yeah. And your problem. <laughs> and it'll come up with like three letters that she's answered yeah. with the same, with the same issue. They all have like slightly whiny, funny, clickbaity headlines. <laughs> Truly. A couple of examples are like, am I too obsessed with my nemesis? Like, I think there is such thing as too obsessed with a nemesis. <laughs> my fear of climate change is eroding my sanity. Which I was like, yes, I feel like that's true. Yep. 
I want to dump my beautiful, loving girlfriend. <laughs> they're kind of those things that you, they're almost like inner Googles that mm-hmm. you ask the, the internet. You're like, I would never say this out loud, but I'm just asking you, like in case you know the answer. Friend, quiet Google friend. And she has such considered responses that are always funny and real and like direct. Like sometimes she's just like, you have to get out of there. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to like weigh up both sides of mm. this. The answer is leave. Yeah. <laughs> like she's not Doesn't, super vague, which some kinds. She does not pull her punches. Yeah. <laughs> she just tells you straight up. Some of these, <laughs> some of these letter kind of styles of writing can sit on the fence a lot and, and ask Polly does not do that. You, you end up feeling really satisfied at the end. Like you've got the answer that you were looking for. The pandemic series that she did when it was all starting about people's feelings around that was particularly excellent. And another thing that I like about it is the imagery that the god mm. chooses. They're always like animals in like weird, like awkward <laughs> positions. Like, I just like to imagine the intern whose job it is to yeah. find those pictures. We're the meerkats out this week. Um, so if you're feeling any feelings at all about anything, I would just Google that. Uh, add Ask Polly and the cut and the answers are there for you, friends. It's like an encyclopedia of answers. Being a human. To being like slightly neurotic. <laughs> I'm self-obsessed. Okay, what about buy or do, Saro? Once again, I've gone buy. I am going to do a do again, I promise, guys. Do Um, a do. I'm going to do a do, but today I'm doing a buy. This is uh, a continuation on my search for everything in my life to smell like a fancy yoga studio or high-end boutique. I have another room spray (laughs) recommendation. So many competing smells in your apartment. There's like... Obviously, the delicious food you cook, and then there's the incense, and then there's the room spray, and then my oil diffuser, and then your oil diffuser. How do they all survive together? Look, I have a very, uh, I have a rotation. I have rules about what burns at the same time. I don't. Basically, I'm mostly concentrating this room spray. It's by Happy Society, which is this Victorian-based company, and the scent I got is called Mother Space. They also have these really lovely beeswax pillar candles, which are all sold out, so I didn't get one, but I'm eyeing those off as well. And they sell essential oil blends of the same scents as their room sprays. So I bought one as a gift for a friend and then was like, well, I should double save on the shipping. I'll get one for myself, which is what I do every time. I was really, I pretend it's a present, but I really want them as well. And so the scent I got, Mother Scent, is a mix of Buddha wood, Australian sandalwood, and blue cypress. And like I said, it hits all those like bougie wellness notes that I really <laughs> really love very on brand for you yeah it's very on brand for me i think i've now recommended like 12 scented products <laughs> so you guys can all really hope no one has this fragrance sensi- uh, sensitivity it works really nicely as a linen spray so i tend to use it in my bedroom like on my sh- like above my bed and sheets just before i go to bed or you can spritz it into your wardrobe if you want to make your clothes smell good the bottles cost 42 dollars, which is you know not cheap necessarily but they're quite substantial and the really nice thing is is they sell their essential oil blends like i said in the same sense and it's designed so that if you, when you run out of the spray, you can actually fill it with water and add like 30 drops of the essential oil blend in, and then that replaces the, the spray. Is that all room scent is? Pretty much, yeah. Water and essential oil. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Hack for you guys. That's so this, a great idea though. It is to have a do. Like that. Yeah. So you can still get the scent blend, and you've got the nice spray and dispenser, and it's a glass bottle with this really lovely packaging. So it's not like something you want to throw away. Um, it's a really nice way to just keep refreshing it. Mm. It's great. Love it. So it's Happy Society. I got the Mother Space scent. I bought my friend the 
Palo Santo scent, which was also really lovely. A little bit more, you know, Palo Santo-y. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how would you even describe that smell? Woody. Woody. Even woodier than my double wood scent that I have somehow. <laughs> okay. What is your buy or do recommendation this week? Well, it's a do slash buy. Mm-hmm. Like it. Circumventing the categories. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can do this thing by buying these things. It is investing in a house wine. Oh, I applaud this. I love this. Which Talk means more. choosing a wine that you like really love, like you really love it. It's, it's nothing too funky that you're going to get sick of it. It's like a classic, delicious mm-hmm. wine. And then you just buy a whole case of it. At a discounted price, I assume. <laughs> At a discounted price. And people come over and you always have this awesome wine on hand. And it's just like part of your personality to have this <laughs> delicious wine. And you do that for long enough and people get really used to it. And really, they look forward to it when they come over. I like it because you know exactly what to expect. Because sometimes like you buy, like I do this, I buy random wines and like, yeah, you win it. Sometimes you get a really good one. It's still good to try something new. But sometimes you're like, that was fine. It's not really quite in my wheelhouse. Just having something that you know you love. Something that you know you love and just like stocking up. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a bit of an adult thing. <laughs> yeah, It's like buying your moisturizer before you run out of your moisturizer. It's like that magical cupboard when you were growing up where there was just always toilet paper there. Like, thanks, mom, for always having that toilet paper and toothpaste. And extra tampons. Exactly. Never had to rush out and buy them. It was just always there. This is the, like, modern-day equivalent. (laughs) Modern-day. We don't have toilet paper, but we have a house wine. Pandemic Uh, times. Exactly. So mine is the delicious wine that we have had on this podcast before, the Occupinti SP68. Bianco Sicilian wine. Which is so delicious. And if you buy it by the case, it is a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's like the fountain of youth. You just, <laughs> your cup overflows with a delicious wine. <laughs> so I really recommend that. Choose your house wine, fully broadcast it to all your friends every time yep. you come over. And then hopefully they'll do the same and everyone will have great wine at the house at all times. Great. <laughs> I'm on board. I'll just come to your house and drink that wine. I've just been stocking up for like, I've got two months left and I'm like, oh yeah, this is on. <laughs> I'm going to show up at your house. You'll have a baby in arms like a week postpartum and you'll be like, oh yes, we've already had three bottles. Can you crack, <laughs> yeah. can you please crack another one for me? Exactly. Uh, so there's nothing really to link to. It's just like a general do. Yeah, I love do it. That. Buy wine, guys. That's our, <laughs> that's our recommendation. All right. What time is it now? It's fast five time. Fast five. Yay. Yay. Okay, I'm going first. Cool. My first one is a little phone game and also a desktop game if you have it it's the new york times spelling bee game what is this okay look i'm not very good at mobile games i once got super addicted to candy crush like badly addicted to candy crush and so i kind of quit that and never looked back (laughs) um but this is not quite the same this is essentially you you get like seven letters one letter in the middle and you have to find as many words as possible that are a minimum of four letters and contain the central letter. So it's just kind of like a word puzzle game. Good for the brain. Good for the brain. Um, today's one is really hard. And I, yesterday I did really well. And you get like levels up. So as you hit certain points for getting them, you're like, you're genius. Genius is the top one. You're trying to get it a try. <laughs> I'm trying, but I've only had it a few times. When do you play it? As soon as there's a new one out. 
Oh, so they release new So puzzles. it's a daily one. Oh. Um, you get it. I have the New York Times game subscription, like the crossword subscription, which I also do, but I'm not very good at that. Um, but this is part of that. So it's really good. It's a nice little distraction. If you're like me, sometimes I get a bit anxious and instead of staring at Instagram, this feels like a slightly more wholesome way to distract myself from existential dread. Um, okay, my second one is a Chinatown classic that I had somehow never eaten before. The Emperor's Garden Bakery Cream Puffs. So good. They're so good. So and they're not fucking cream puffs. They are custard puffs. They are custard puffs. Cream puff is a misnomer. They are full of delicious vanilla custody goodness. They are also 40 cents each. <laughs> and they are not tiny. Like the size, they're bigger than a 50 cent piece in circumference. Have they gone up in price or is that just the price that they've always been? Uh, no, they used to be 30 cents each. There has been a 10 cents increase, which is actually a 25% yeah. <laughs> increase in price. Um, but it's like 15, you got 15 for $5. That's that's the correct amount. It's the 15. correct amount. Um, and they're made in this, like, they kind of look like, you know, the um, the machines in Japan where they make the little... Takoyaki? Yeah, that one. I can never say it. Takoyaki? So they're like these little, it's this metal machine where they just pour the batter in and they like put it in this little dome shape and then goes through the machine and then it flips and then when they're ready they like inject custard into it and then toss it out and you just get like a little paper bag of them they're so good they're so good good. and they are so cheap so i highly recommend dinner in chinatown leave room for dessert we had like laksa at hojiak it was so good and then we picked these up and went for a big wander through chinatown which is really fun just to like walk through the neighborhood and ate handfuls of these cream puffs and it was a very good time so it's emperor's garden bakery they have a restaurant next to it with emperor's garden but yeah the bakery also has a whole bunch of other stuff but this is like a little window no one's here for the other stuff um it is cash only though so find all your loose change and go can you just buy one for 40 cents yes i believe that is an amount you can buy (laughs) i also they tell you the price for one (laughs) okay so number three is a skincare product that i've been using for a little while now it's the josh rosebrook nutrient day cream with spf 30 i picked this up from our favorite uh luna beauty last time i was in there it's just like a really good simple moisturizer and it has a physical spf which i like to use because i tend to react to chemical spfs i will say there's a bit of a trick to applying it because sometimes physical sunscreens can pill a little bit you know when you like get the like little bits that you rub Mm. It's not great. Um, But the trick is you just need to, you have other like lotions and potions you put on your face, like serums or whatever, put them in on, let them sit and sink into your skin. And then I like dab little bits of the sunscreen kind of all over my face and then kind of press it into my skin. So I'm not like vigorously rubbing it in. It doesn't leave too much of a cast. To be fair, I am very pale. (laughs) So uh, I'm not someone with a lot of melanin. um, So I can't speak to whether or not someone with darker skin is going to get that kind of white cast that you get from it. But I do find it rubs in pretty well. And it's, yeah, it's natural. Josh Rosebrook is a really nice brand. Just been really enjoying that. So that's Josh Rosebrook Nutrient Day Cream. Number four is podcast episode that i love and it's actually a recommendation for the whole podcast but this particular episode is great it's for the sharon van etten episode of song exploder have you mm. ever listened to song exploder yes it's like that deep dive into the song and yeah. how it is yeah. yeah 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 so i personally i have no musical bones in my body i played clarinet in high school and i hated it but i feel like writing music i have just always been in awe of it i just feel like it's magic to have nothing And then to have a song. And so the podcast is great because it's songwriters and musicians just 
talking you through the process they went through to write all of these incredible songs. Like there's literally one with Lindsay Buckingham talking about Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. It's got the most incredible backstory. Yeah, so there's so many, like the archives are incredible, dive in there. Um, But one of my favorites is this episode, which is with Sharon Van Etten. And the song 17 is like a real favorite of mine and I've always loved it. But the story of how she wrote it and the process by which she kind of had these lyrics and then she had this one idea about what the lyrics kind of meant and then she got this young musician who she was sort of collaborating with to figure out the details and then she got up and sang it and she's like, oh, and it just transformed my understanding of the song and it's just really wonderful to hear like this creative process sort of be spoken through, Mm. especially when you, like me, are like, but how? (laughs) How do you write a song? It's just wonderful. I've lost many hours of my life listening to Song Exploder. I also highly recommend the MGMT episode. <laughs> if you'd like flashbacks to 2008 and also to like like college kids being like, we really don't know why we got famous. <laughs> we really won that song. It was really not a uh, intentional thing. So cool. Song Exploder, Sharon Van Etten. And then my last recommendation is for a chili oil called... The chili oil. <laughs> really original name. It does what it says in the tin. Exactly. So I found this chili oil via former highly enthused guest Elle McClure's Instagram. And it's really delicious. It's pretty mild in terms of spice, but it's really flavorful. It's got fennel seeds, star anise, cloves, cinnamon, Szechuan pepper. And it just has this like really rounded, satisfying flavor with just a little bit of heat. It's only $11 a bottle. The packaging is super lo-fi. It's like a glass bottle with those like white chalk pens almost, just like written on the on the outside. It's like everyone has figured out that chili oil is like the most easy product to make and sell. And now yeah. there's like 20 cool brands that have popped up. I know. It's like the uh, homewares, vintage homewares Instagram accounts. But this one, I really rate it. Like, because the emphasis is really on all the other spices Yeah, in that's it. cool. It's got other spices in it. Yeah. And so my favorite use so far has actually been mixing a generous glug of that with the delicious Bonito vinegar that you recommended oh, yeah. a little while ago. And then I've cooked up a big vat of like green lentils for salad and dressed it in that mixture with a bunch of sea salt Mm, so yummy yeah like a really easy dressing so that is the chili oil the name is the chili oil i'll (laughs) link to it your google searches might not show it up that's That's it that's my fast five that's your fast five okay i got something for our friends down south in victoria great full disclosure i haven't tried this yet obviously but i think it looks really good and i've charged my friend jen with getting it And if it's bad, I'll let you know, but I don't think it will be. (laughs) It's called Pizza Camp. And it's just like pretty simple concept. Wood-fired pizzas that they cook themselves. So they're cooked and then you just reheat them. Like you keep them in the freezer or the fridge and they're good to go. And they look really good. And they deliver that pizza and craft beer. Like that's it. That's such a good little gift to send as well. Yeah, and they're doing all these giveaways. Like if you you can nominate someone like every week and they'll give them free pizza and beer. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, so they have flavors like margarita, Hawaiian, hot salami, like pretty classic. Mm -hmm. They deliver to, yeah, most of, or like all of Metro Melbourne. And then some regional cities as well, like Geelong and and Albury, Wodonga and that vibe. They have a really cool branding. It looks really tasty. And like what could be better than opening the door and there's pizza and beer there? And you don't even have to eat it then. You can put it in the freezer. So it's not even going to disrupt your evening if you're not like ready to go for yeah. it. It's just a nice little treat for later in the week. It's just backpacked. 
Amazing. They're so good. I want one. Pizzacamp.com.au. I know. I'm like, like let's start me. that up here. <laughs> okay. The second one is something that I got heavily targeted for and like <laughs> tried to resist and then was just like, fuck, I'm just buying this. I love what this says about your algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lint razor. So it's like a tool that is like a triangle with two kind of, what would you call that? Like teeth <laughs> no it's not that i don't, I don't know. know it's like an implement that has a wooden handle and you like drag it across your your knits and your yep. blankets and your you know soft furnishings <laughs> to get rid of the pills the amazing pills. love that it's so satisfying it was like the moment when i got my dyson and i was like i'm really sorry i just have to go home and vacuum right now <laughs> Like, as soon as I opened it up, I was like, what, can I de-pill? <laughs> I got all my jumpers out and was like... <sighs> I can bring you some for you to de-pill if you want. Yeah, I'm hunting around for pills. <laughs> hunting for pills at the moment. I'll see. <laughs> um, it's, it's, you know, I know there's, like, some fancy electric ones out there that seem to be really effective. This is manual. Yeah. So... To get caught, you have to really tug. Yeah, but I, but I think that's even more satisfying because you're True. like... You can, feel it working you know <laughs> and honestly like pills on knits are just the pits would you rank deep pilling sweaters above or below cleaning the fridge um, <laughs> and the like oven. way above yeah i agree it's a, it's it's a, a pleasure chore. not a chore <laughs> it's a pleasure not a chore and you know yeah it makes your knits look brand new so that is lint razor it's i got it from a place called lintrolled.com it's like twenty dollars just do it <laughs> Change your life, guys. It only costs twenty dollars. Okay, I have watched something other than Mad Men. I'm sorry, and it is season two of Pen Fifteen on Stan. <laughs> I still can't watch it. The vicarious embarrassment is too strong. Yeah, so I think I, I did mention this a couple of seasons ago. Incredible series, basically reliving your high school awkwardness. Yes, if you were born in the late '80s and early '90s, it will feel like a flashback from your own childhood. Especially if you're a female, like it is particularly female this series about just those dumb games you used to play and like anxiety about crushes and just body hair and oh, the body hair seems appropriate <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's such a great show i i really love it i just laugh out loud and like shudder because i'm like that was us um i really enjoy it it's on stan pen 15 okay number four is another non-alcoholic recommendation which i'm sorry but you're all here for this now <laughs> Um, it's a great non-alcoholic spirit brand, okay. which is made here in Sydney called Liars, L-Y-R-E-S. You have a few of those, don't you? Oh, I have many. <laughs> when I found out I was pregnant, I bought like the entire range. <laughs> they make like a non-alcoholic gin, a non-alcoholic uh, American rye, a vermouth. Like I've made non-alcoholic martinis. Great. But the best one is the Italian orange, which is a play on Campari. Nice. Honestly, you would not tell the difference if you didn't know that this was. That's so good to know. Alcoholic, yeah, it's incredible. It's really rich in flavor. It's made from like extract of ruby grapefruit, blood orange, and pomegranates. Really deep color. So good just with soda or ruby grapefruit juice. Could could not tell the difference unless you really really tried. And no well, one cares that much. After drinking 10, you might be able to tell that you're, <laughs> you're not like, drunk. You feel fresh. <laughs> Hyperactive. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, they made it in Leichhardt in Sydney. Oh, really? Yeah. And on their website, they have a great number of recipes for like, all how, what, how to use all their non-alcoholic spirits. Good to know. Yeah. So if you're off the sauce, get on this one. My final one, Bond's maternity underwear. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
you need some comfort in your underwear life when you're pregnant. Yeah. And normal undies just they roll down like because mm. of this freaking pregnant bump at the front. <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Pregnant. And they just roll down and they like cut in and they're just not good at all. Especially like, oh, they maybe fit you for a week and then they don't anymore. So these are freaking genius and I wish I found out about them like four months ago. So I've recommended them to like everyone I know now. (laughs) They're very low sitting and they kind of sit underneath your belly. But Mm -hmm. they're also crossed over so they're not like one hem. Mm. So they are flexible. That makes sense. And they look really good. They're... They're nice. I'm going to just wear them forever, I think. (laughs) Um, They're not like giant or anything. They're still really like bikini cut and cute, but they just have that flexibility. So I recommend them to anyone who is rapidly expanding (laughs) in that region. Bond's maternity bikini underwear. Great. And that's it. That's it. Lint razors, bikini underwear, chili oil named chili oil. Pizza hair I haven't tried. (laughs) What a range, guys. But I know it's going to be good. Let us know if you've tried it. <laughs> and if you've tried it and it's bad, let us know and make yes. it all retract. <laughs> but it looks great. Well, have a great week. Have a great fortnight, everyone. Have a great fortnight. If you want all of these recommendations and more, like the lint razor, for example, if your algorithm hasn't tweaked and shown you that yet, um, you can sign up for our newsletter at highlyenthused.substack.com. We're also sending a newsletter on the off weeks. Yes. If you don't know, they are like exclusive newsletter. I, I know. They're just like little sneak recommendations of things that are in our Instagram saved accounts yeah. and dumb shit we've bought <laughs> that's not worth quite the episode. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Highly Enthused. You can email us, highlyenthused at gmail.com. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.